Welcome to the Food Podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about some recent releases. Yep. We're going to try to talk about recent releases throughout this podcast series because it's fun to talk about new movies as they drop. Um, I think, how about, how about we'll do, um, first half of this discussion on, on, the, on, uh, When I Am Miami, spoiler free, and then, like, we can get to a spoiling territory. So we can pitch it, we can pitch it to people who haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. Which you should see it, because it's good! Finally, yeah. we get to talk about a fucking movie we like! Yeah. It's not even one we have mixed emotions about, because, like, this movie's pretty fucking good! Yeah, it's pretty good. Um... It's, uh... I mean, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't either, yeah. I didn't know it was based on a play. (laughs) (laughs) So, so not knowing that going in was a little weird. But, like, you pick up on it pretty fast, so I think it it turns out okay. Yeah. Um, You're like, hmm, how come all these guys are in one room for the whole movie? For, like, at least an hour. Yeah. Yeah, One Miami is a good film. It's an Amazon Prime video exclusive. It's directed by Regina King. She's only she's directed some TV before. Only thing uh, notable was um, is uh, one episode of Shameless and one episode of uh, Insecure. All right. But moving on to uh, good stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and it stars uh, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> this guy, this guy actually looks exactly like him. Though. He does. It it's crazy how he is the only one. Well, actually, I don't really know two of them but of him and malcolm x <laughs> yeah he looks exactly like muhammad ali his name's eli gory i think and then kingsley ben adir he plays malcolm x leslie odom jr plays sam cook and aldous hodge plays jim brown um and they all do a great fucking job yeah they're they all, all good really job good. i don't and their I, chemistry is yeah, good too like it's you so can, good feel the tension between some people and mm-hmm. then you can feel I, I love Malcolm it X and everyone else you yeah. can feel their tension <laughs> between Malcolm X and Sam Cooke whenever they fucking get into a fit it's so good I yeah. maybe it's because the recent like shitting on Hamilton but I was surprised that Leslie Odom Jr. did a really fucking good job in this movie yeah he was really good like you could just tell that all of them... he's good at playing cocky he's good at playing cocky and and they, you can just tell that they all like get along in real uh-huh. life and that like, being on the set of that would be so fucking cool. Like, it would be, yeah. Like, just literally history replaying in front of... Like, is this all Leslie Odom Jr. is going to do for the rest of his life? Just mm-hmm. replay historical figures? <laughs> I mean, he's good at it. I mean, I think well, I think his only other film role that comes to my, my head, uh, at least, is um, Murder on the Orient Express. So, this guy... I don't know what that does is. Not, uh, does not sound like he does anything that takes place in the modern era. <laughs> Um, Does he sing in that one? No. <laughs> uh, is it a musical? Murder, Murder on the Orient Express is, is an adaptation of a, like one of like the oldest murder mysteries. Well, not that old, but like, I think it's from like the fucking <laughs> 60s or something. Correct me Jane because Eyre. I'm illiterate. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, we should uh, say what this movie is about for those of you who don't know. It's about the night that Muhammad Ali be Sonny Liston? Yeah, Sonny Liston. Sonny Corleone? Sonny Cor- Corleone. He beat up Sonny like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the night where uh, Mal- uh Malcolm X, <laughs> where Muhammad Ali, at, at, but at the time Cassius, Cassius Clay, Clay. Um, beat Sonny Liston, and he goes to celebrate with his buddies. 
Uh, Malcolm and they, X. They all want to like party, uh-huh. including Cassius Clay. But he's in the. He's about to announce that he's converting to Islam. Yeah. Uh, which isn't a spoiler because. Yeah, <laughs> if you know that. history. <laughs> but um. So this is right during that transition, which I didn't know it was right after he became heavyweight champion, which is I know that you didn't know. pretty incredible uh-huh. that he like had the guts to do that when he had uh-huh. all that fame. Anyway, um, he's like just getting used to all the rules. He's 22 at that time, too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He, he's like just like getting used to all the rules and Malcolm X is like, no, 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 no. You can't. <laughs> you can't drink. You can't have any girls over. You can't yeah. smoke. And then... Uh, all his buddies are like, no, please, please, can we please do something? Yeah, it's basically a, a movie of uh, Malcolm X uh, being uh, a party pooper and yeah. <laughs> Jim Brown and Sam Cooke just wanting uh, to... <laughs> That's a really funny line that, that if I say it, Cameron will cut it out. No, uh, no, no. I was thinking of that one line from one of the Matrix sequels when the guy walks in to... <laughs> where where Link comes in and he's like, where's my put uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they all expected when they walked in that hotel yeah, room. I can't believe they got a fucking hotel room to eat ice cream. That's so funny. That's so yeah, funny. And, it's, and it's essentially just these four historical figures having a conversation about race and how to use your platform. Yeah. Especially as, uh, as a person of color. And it and it feels kind of like a these guys walk into a bar, except it actually happened. <laughs> like, yeah. like you yeah. know those like Buddha, uh, Jesus, and yeah, yeah. Whatever. There's there's, a, there's another fictional. Uh, there's a not fictional, because because this one's based on true events. But there's a play that's based uh, that's completely f- fictional about um, Einstein and uh, Picasso meeting each other at a bar. Really? Yeah, I forget what that's it's called. That's awesome. It's very my dinner of Andre. Uh, Andre, <laughs> Andre, <laughs> a, a, adjacent in the, in the sense yeah. that um, it, it does feel like film theater. Yeah. Uh, and the, like, these characters develop through the conversations they're having in real time, which is always impressive. I'm yeah. always attracted to characters developing through the course of like a very short span of time, mm-hmm. like within one night or one day. And I think the whole thing is within one day because. I think the beginning is them like. No, 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 no. Is that, it that, not? The prologue for Sam Cooke and um, Jim Brown, it's at least like a couple of, of days uh, before because they're like in a whole different state. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking they were on their way there, like during the day, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, but it does seem know. like Sam Cooke is singing at like a dinner. Um, do you want to talk about that now? Oh, yeah. The the prologue? Yeah. I, okay. I, me and Cam had a discussion about this. After the because, movie. okay, at first. I, I see, I see why it's there. I completely understand. You need it, much like how you need that prologue in uh, My Dinner with Andre. Yeah. And while, while watching the My Dinner uh, with Andre, like, the first five minutes of it kind of feels like a drag because it is just nonstop, like, expo- Narr- narration. narration and, but, yeah. like... What makes it so good is that it sets up both of those characters, and then it's also, like, fast and efficient, and just, like, its goal is to, like, catch you up and just get you to the restaurant as soon as possible. Well, but in this case, mm-hmm. you're getting the sense of different injustices toward the same, like, quote-unquote type of person, mm-hmm. because they're all 
people of color living in this time where they're discriminated against even though they're super famous and good at what they do yeah so like like jim brown is like known for being super strong and like being this great football player but mm -hmm. yet a family friend doesn't, doesn't let him, let him in his, his house yeah and then like you know the 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 white people at the nice uh, uh, dinner the Co party, uh, the Copa they, Cabana, which side yeah. note seems so much bigger than it does in, in Martin Scorsese movies. Every time <laughs> in fucking Goodfellas and and um, the Irishman and there's one oh. fucking and Raging Bull, the Copa Cabana looks small as shit. Hold up, can you do you want to look up the the locations they filmed it at in uh, this movie because this it movie? might be staged? Did you find it? That's in New York. No, it's it's stage. Uh, so yeah, Sam Cooke is like being booed off stage. There, there is a weird thing that kind of drags off, or drags on at the end of that scene because he's like in his dressing room or in the green room, and it like, you don't really know what his relationship with like his I I don't even know his if it's his, his agent or manager yeah. or what, but there's like a weird moment with them that we don't really get more information on anyway and then malcolm x his wife we see her um watching him on tv like mm -hmm. worrying that he's not going to come home yeah and then and then he comes home and then she's worried about um because this is right at the tail end of him leaving uh is, is it just called the nation of the islam nation of islam yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um and then muhammad ali Cassius Clay at the time, yeah. we hear... Loses, he just, uh, his opening is him losing a boxing match. Yeah, and we hear mm -hmm. the crowd booing at him, and it's, it's kind of hard to watch at some points, mm -hmm. like, with... Because that's, like, what got to his head. Like, you know that that's, like, yeah. what is getting to him. Um, but, yeah. Also, good dialogue I, with, um, I forget what's... I don't know the technical name for the, the per, uh, for the people in boxing, but for the guy that's giving him his water or talking oh, about Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, your mom still does your laundry? <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Um, um, a lot of great chemistry in this movie. Shout out to yeah. fucking Kent Powers for um, writing um, yeah. the screenplay to this, which is an adaptation to his play that he wrote in 2013. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Wow. That That's the same guy who co-directed and co-wrote? He yeah, he co-wrote other people. Yeah, with uh, like two for, other people uh, in Soul. Soul. So shout out to him. Hope his uh, hope he gets more clout for his uh, upcoming career. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll it like sounds his... like he already did. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I would I would love to see more stuff by him and Regina King. Yeah, I really want to see more Regina King directing because she does a really good job in this. And if they work together, like have a good writer writer director duo. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome. Um, we so so I was saying that. When you're watching it, I, I didn't get it as much watching My Dinner with Andre. I'm sorry we keep talking about that and we haven't actually talked about the movie. But just just know that it's basically a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but, but like the beginning is just one guy narrating himself. And this movie, it really was It kind feels of like it shocking. takes like 20 minutes. Like this, it was 10 minutes. It was 10 minutes? We, we was checked, like, yeah. Okay. And it does feel like a long-ass time before we get mm -hmm. the, the title screen, which, you know, Soul waited till before the credits, so. <laughs> but, like, it feels weird. It feels awkward when it first comes up. 
But then, you know, like, mm. the more we thought about it and the more we talked about it, it, it is necessary. It's necessary. I just think it takes too long because, the, because I don't know, it made me a bit wary of, yeah. of, of, yeah. of like, the quality of the film. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. These scenes are well acted. Uh, and you know they have important things to say, mm-hmm. but like, am I am I just gonna watch these people like endure like injustices? And then when the movie gets to to its meat, where it's these four mm-hmm. essentially historical figures, um, just uh, discussing that and like that's the real fucking meat to it. And, and it's, dividing, it's so good. Dividing so good. those two parts with that title screen i know it doesn't really cut it in half Mm -hmm. at all but like just having that separation yeah it makes you think that maybe that was all added on for the movie and maybe like the rest of it was yeah like maybe the play adaptation is just like a like a quick like almost like greek chorus of being like malcolm x did this and or yeah yeah yeah. or even just jumping right into it and like mm-hmm. you all know who this is like in the playbill it says <laughs> like, <laughs> in the playbill, yeah everything you need to know i don't know it worked for me i understand it uh, it could have been better and it, it really is a shocking way to begin it mm-hmm. and i think without it the movie would have lost a lot mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as accessible so if you don't like the beginning keep watching keep watching yeah because <laughs> it gets real good it gets real yeah. good yeah i guess i guess um we can get into spoiler territory if, if, if we are going to talk about spoilers. All right. Jamal, best oh. character. <laughs> That's, he was like, he was the most refreshing character because this whole meat of it is so it's so serious. serious. Yeah. And then he just walks in and he's like, guys, can I have your autograph? <laughs> yeah. And he's, he, has, he has the much needed comedic relief. Yeah. That is how you do comedic relief. It's not like mm-hmm. fucking uh, Mushu. In um, Mulan. I'm sorry, everyone fucking loves Mushu because he's so funny. But all he fucking does in that movie is rob any serious scene out of yeah. tension. The scene where um they're about to fucking like where Mulan fires the firework mm-hmm. and it causes the, the, the avalanche. Yeah. That scene is animated so beautifully. Yeah. And the introduction of the Hans with the awesome silhouette that looks like it's straight from the Akira <laughs> yeah. Kurosawa film. Yeah. Um it's so cool. And then fucking Musha doesn't shut the fuck up during that goddamn scene. I hate it. And it's honestly probably the only good thing about the about the remake. Oh, that he's not. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't Eddie Murphy could have gotten more. It's a little little side side hundred. I don't know why. Probably because it cost them less. But like, why the fuck they didn't hire Ang Lee or literally anyone who has any yeah. fucking experience directing a martial well, arts film, Musha okay. film to direct that fucking movie. My guess is that Ang Lee. Ang Lee is weirdly experimental. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, he would have been like, this is going to be the first Disney movie ever to be in 2,000 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to what we were talking about. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Um... Shit, what the fuck were we, we were talking, talking about? We were talking about Mulan. We were talking about comedic relief yes yeah and how jamal is good comedic relief because yes. he's, he's not overbearing and he's not i mean technically he's, he's throughout the entire plot but he's, he's not really there. yeah because he's a security guard that just stands outside of the room where the plot mm-hmm. is happening and they cut to him and and the other guy it feels like he only shows up for like four scenes yeah and the other uh guy the snitch <laughs> who we don't talk about he's a snitch um they're like always there and they cut to them at at good times like they do. like they they they're just reminding us that they're mm-hmm. there and that they like have some weird power 
in this circumstance it's really yeah. weird because like the whole time i was thinking when they would cut to them i was like what like are they gonna do something like when are they gonna barge in while they're fighting again like they barge in i think once. they only do it once yeah they did it once and then i was like okay they're screaming again yeah like when like malcolm x is screaming yeah and then malcolm x's coming? bodyguards too yeah exactly <laughs> and like and then they tried to break them up when they were on the rooftop like yeah. what <laughs> I don't know. That, that, uh, I joked about this, but it'd be really funny if we got a cut of, of, of them just standing outside of the hotel room <laughs> for the, the entirety of the movie, and then like you hear the muffled screamings, and you see Jamal just like ha- like side-eyeing the door, being like, should we, should we go on? <laughs> I loved his character. I loved the conversation he got into when he walked in the room. Like, oh, about 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 when Cassius Clay asked him if he has any regrets about yeah. going to Islam? Yeah, and it, it was like weirdly refreshing just to have another person yeah uh-huh it, was it really cool. does make it feel all natural yeah it was really cool yeah, that the, yeah that's regina king did such a good job of getting such natural performances from everyone yeah she really lets her actors shine in this movie which which is like mm-hmm. if any good director it's like the number one thing you should do yeah i think the premise of having a film that feels um Theatric in the sense that it, that it could be a stage play in the yeah. sense that it takes place in one setting or one mm-hmm. or, or one room is really is really good for a first time director. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's really good because because it forces you to work with little mm-hmm. and and also it forces you to really focus in on your actors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quentin <And> Tarantino, Reservoir <laughs> <more> Dogs. <laughs> and then it also like makes you want to think outside the box so you're yeah, like, like what if we did how, how, how can we film this one space consistently yeah. interesting yeah and how can we make it like you know not 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 as boring yeah it's a um, really smart thing mm-hmm. to confine yourself like that. yeah <laughs> which really i don't is. know if she chose the script or if someone came to her and said here's this script mm. like i don't know what the circumstance was but like She's a smart person. She's really her. smart for doing this. Yeah, I cannot wait to see what else she does next. Mm-hmm. It is really smart, uh, like, limiting yourself like that. Mm-hmm. And if indie films has taught anyone anything, is that limitations are not crutches. Yeah. The, if, if anything, they, they just inspire you to look for opportunities. Yeah. Not even just indie films. Films that, like, again, restrain themselves to one setting... Like uh, like that movie we saw, Phone Booth by uh, uh, Joel yes. Schumacher. That film is literally takes place on one block. Yeah. And that motherfucker finds so many interesting ways <laughs> to just like film it differently and make and, it unique. And the atmosphere. And the pacing is so good. The and, pacing is so good yeah. in that fucking movie. And the atmosphere is so diverse that you can mm-hmm. really do anything. Like anything could happen, and you could just be like, okay, it's yeah. New York. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's like Futurama. You're like. Oh, new race of aliens. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> like they just set it up so that mm-hmm. anything could happen. Yeah, and and then also with like Akira Kurosawa with his um High and Low film. By the way, side note to everyone listening to it: if you have not seen High and Low, watch it right fucking now. That okay. film is perfect. All right, we gotta pause then. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, he like finds such brilliant ways to film one room in mm-hmm. such dynamic. Just it, every frame is so. Gorgeous in that one room. Oh man, what were we talking about? One night in Miami. Oh, we were talking about Virginia King being really, really smart. With, yeah, with her directorial debut. Also, uh, in general, actors becoming directors is really fucking smart mm-hmm. because you basically already 
you've you've worked with a director before, so you know how to work. Because it's like like getting a promotion. Yeah, it well if you if you go to film school, (laughs) uh, you'll hear often that like you should be well versed in every area because like it's a good idea because you're gonna be working with those people anyway. Mm -hmm. You might as well know how to speak their language. Uh, Duolingo level one. Um, (laughs) But like, if actors don't do that, they're kind of fucked. And then the director has to like, dumb themselves down to talk to the (laughs) actors, which I know you relate to. Um, But like, if, you don't go to film school and you don't take directing classes mm-hmm. as an actor in training and you go on to be a successful actor then you kind of get that training in real yeah, time I've... so her doing that is really smart that mm-hmm. and she has all of the connections yeah so like... she's in... i guess we weren't there on the set but mm-hmm. like you think of it as could have been using actors speak to direct yeah. these actors yeah which from personal experience i can say i've had a better time directing directing students and i've had yeah. acting students yeah exactly yeah. like <laughs> you have to know what's going on in their head and the same thing for directors like like tarantino is probably great at directing because he's mm-hmm. also an actor like he mm-hmm. a bad actor but you know, so he, puts himself, <laughs> he puts himself in the place where well actually he, is he only in his own movies He's in two Robert Rodriguez's films, and then he's in that movie Four Rooms or Four Doors. I still have yet to watch it, uh, where it's like an anthology film. And then he's in that fucking one movie where he's like the main character. It's like something radio. Like, you know, every time radio he... Radio Rebel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> every time he shows up on set for one of those movies, like, he's learning something about being a director too Mm -hmm. like i just think it's it's good for them to do that sort of stuff yeah it's very well versed and it paid off because again those performances are so Mm -hmm. genuine so raw you feel the chemistry you feel all like the subtext of just like leslie odom jr when he's having that argument with malcolm x uh over like him not making like political songs yeah it's so good and you just you feel (laughs) all like you feel like You really feel like like he's playing a character who who has like lived a life where like yeah. they want to speak out yeah and I and I generally do believe that this character has had a life before and after yeah yeah um, and it's it's also really incredible along those lines that the structure of this film is very clearly broken up into sections like conversations yeah it's like it's, first we're gonna have the Muhammad and Malcolm conversation yeah. then we have the everyone uh, gets along conversation and then, then we have Malcolm and, <laughs> and Sam yeah exactly Sam and Jim Jim and uh, Malcolm everyone fights <laughs> everyone it's fights like, it's just I like, like how every character gets a chance to have a one on one conversation with one another yeah that's also really smart too it's just so well written it develops them really well yeah and so I think I love this movie <laughs> it's 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 really amazing how you feel like you are like kind of trapped in this space with them mm-hmm. but they keep wanting to leave and like actually leaving and like there are clear sections that make it all different. Yeah, no, I I I know I mentioned this before but like the dialogue about like using your platform mm-hmm. and and it's so interesting. And yeah. It's so well and I love I love it when there's these characters that have a debate Mm-hmm. and one of them has a point and you're like i see where this character's coming from i'm gonna agree mm-hmm. with this character for me for me I, at least i was agreeing with malcolm at first like mm-hmm. motherfucker you should be speaking out about this stuff especially during this time yeah and then and then um 
Sam Cooke goes on on his spiel about how like, well, I'm fucking giving money to my community, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm a black person who's succeeding. Yeah. You know, I'm doing. You know, I'm doing well. This is you know well, progress. And then when he's done giving his his whole spiel about that, you're like, oh, okay, Sam Cooke, I I kind of agree with you. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're making money, and then. It's this back and forth for like you, you switch sides and it yeah. fucking keeps you engaged and it's well. I mean, at the end of the day, like if you know Malcolm is proven right because then Sam Cooke does that fucking brilliant song, such a good performance so good. and cover of that song. Give me chills. Oh my god, was awesome. I literally yeah. have chills right and, now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in a blanket and it's I also, have chills. It's also, um, I don't know how intentional was on on um on Regina, but using that song and then using it. Um, as as a montage for mm-hmm. her epilogue, and then during that epilogue, it shows the Nation of Islam uh, raiding uh, Malcolm X's house. I don't know how intentional of a reference that was to the Malcolm X oh, movie by Spike yeah. Lee, yeah. because he uses very similar in, in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, that film's really good. <laughs> Something I was gonna say along the same lines of of like switching sides between characters mm-hmm. is that at the beginning you're like. The image of Malcolm X that we get is that other people are out to get him and you feel bad for him mm-hmm. and he has a family and he's like literally just like here to pray with with Cassius. with Cassius Clay before his big fight like he's just being a good friend but then by the end you're like you're an asshole like uh-huh. what like yeah, but I then at really... the end of it, you understand because he's, he was just paranoid the whole time. And yeah, then, yeah, and then you you get it again, and then you you're like, again. okay. And then you realize by the end of the movie, the fact that this movie exists in the first place kind of proves that Malcolm X was right because it is a yeah. it is a story because Malcolm X's whole argument is that you're a black person in a time of injustices mm-hmm. towards black people. Use your and you have a platform. Use it to speak up about said injustices, and this is a mm-hmm. movie about speaking up about said injustices. Yeah, and Regina has the platform. Yeah. <laughs> Great we we know her name, so we watch the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah, definitely watch it on um on Prime. Do you have anything else to say on this? It's great. Oh, oh yeah, I want to I want to talk a bit about the editing. Because, oh okay. Yeah, I because know. I do think the editing could really use some work. I understand why someone wouldn't want to take this approach, but I kind of wish the editing just went like full my dinner of uh, Andre. It's because uh, I know I keep talking about my dinner with Andre, but that it, f- it is a parallel. It is like, a parallel because it's also about a film where people just talk. Yeah. Um. But with my dinner with Andre, the editing like shots literally last for fucking minutes. Yeah. And I can understand with four characters that that's harder to do, mm-hmm. but also the editing in my dinner with Andre doesn't make it feel theatric even though those two characters have an experience with theater and even the actors debated whether or not to make it a stage play or not yeah and it, it is very much grounded in like postmodernist theater but it never once does feel like theater because of the way it's edited it mm-hmm. generally does feel like you're you're there in person yeah. and honestly i think it's because of its editing and how long it lasts on shots it makes it feel more raw and mm. more like like you're just there you're with just them more there, than yeah. more more than it watching it. It doesn't take you out of the. It doesn't ever take you out. I, yeah, and I feel like it it immerses you more into that world of that dinner table mm-hmm. more than you're it, at dinner with Andre. <laughs> you're at dinner with Andre. <laughs> uh, more than you know watching a stage adaptation of it. Yeah. And why I bring it up is because while watching One Night in Miami, it is apparent that it does feel theatric, and and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is clearly based off a stage play. 
And I wanted to just be more immersed within that world. And I think that slow-paced editing yeah. really does... Make it feel more cinematic. Make it feel... <laughs> yeah, it makes, it makes it feel more cinematic. Which I kind of... I used to hate that word because I was like, what does that even mean? But now I mm. understand. <laughs> yeah. Like, the movie we watched... Well, we watched two movies yesterday, but the second movie we watched was very cinematic in yeah, a way. Yeah, Mikey and Nikki, by the way, great fucking film. Like, that felt cinematic mm-hmm. because of the long shots, and you are immersed. But, like, the little things, you're just fucking obsessed with how many cuts there are. And... Yeah. <sighs> we'll talk about that <laughs> in our next episode. Atrocious. atrocious. I literally wrote atrocious. <laughs> All right. But I think that about wraps it up for our discussion on um, One Night Miami. Oh, side note. I remember after we watched Soul, I wanted to do some digging on, like, Kim Powers. Yeah. Right? And I was like, I wonder what else this guy's done. And I saw that One Night Miami was listed. But Uh I fucking have a vivid memory of it being titled One Legendary Night. Really? Yeah. That's so weird. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Maybe like, you mixed two titles. Maybe he no, because I was literally. I think something. he. I think he literally only had like four credits on, like not even like like best yeah, no maybe for. the other ones, something about. Being but legendary. I remember the poster of Ken one of Powers I am. is legendary. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know why, but like one legendary and. Not, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was, like, its original title. Huh. Maybe that's the title of the stage play. Definitely do watch it if you have Amazon Prime Video. It's a good fucking watch. And it's also, yeah. like, short, too. It's only an hour and, like, what, 45 minutes? I don't know. It's under two hours. Something like that. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> boy, boy, does it feel good to talk about a movie we really like. Yeah. After dunking on all I mean, of- we've only gone up this year. We've only gone up. But now we're about to come straight down. We're, so, we're about to come straight down. So look our forward next to our next episode. Yeah, where Cameron's we, really gonna dunk on this movie. Where we, where we talk scream. about the little things. Anyways, see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>